Here we go, folks. That is the sound of bell number 11 to fight number four, Pacifico's boxing. Here we go, folks. Punches and bunches. Hot sauce to the ribs. Shoe shines in the corner. Ganchos al hígado. When in doubt, stick it out. Duro, duro, duro. Pacifico's boxing. Alfonso Ruiz here, of course, with Rick Prado. Rick, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, man? Just getting ready for this weekend. You know, we got a lot of cards, you know, a lot of fights to talk about. Yeah, that's right. That's right. A lot going on in the world of boxing. I know we're going to talk about the, you know, somewhat breaking news with Mm -hmm. uh, Earl Spence Jr. not able to fight on August 21st. That's kind of a bummer. Yeah. That was going to be our, you know, that's a super fight. That's a super fight, yeah. And we haven't had too many of those recently, and it would have been good to have that one. Yeah, and, and, you know, and this time time it wasn't COVID, right? This time it was something else. What I would say, a traditional boxing injury, right? Yeah. Yeah, you you would be uh, shocked. You know, the weird thing is, you know, and we'll get into it more, is that the... uh, the guy that's filling in for Spence, yeah, his opponent had the same injury. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you hear somebody dropping out of a fight these days, you're immediately going to associate it to COVID. That's not mm-hmm. the case this time. Either way, yeah, we get to miss out, like you said, super fight, which yeah. we don't get to see many of those. No. With two, um, not only name opponents, but two opponents that we would consider to be the best in their field and certainly at their weight division in this case. So. Yeah. We don't get to see that, no. but but still in that weight division this weekend, we get to see the great Virgil Ortiz Jr. Yeah, no, looking forward to that one. So that that's going to be pretty good. There was a fight over the weekend uh, last weekend. There's a controversial Gabriel Maestro against Michael Fox. Uh-huh. We'll touch on that a little bit. I'm just not a big believer because they gave him the WBA interim <laughs> welterweight. You know how I feel about the WBA and all yeah. of their bogus uh championship belts but um but besides that where i we've got a lot in the news as predicted uh i know you got some news on plant and canelo yeah right that's kind of back in the mix now we're talking about um then you know josh taylor catterall uh joshua Usyk, mm-hmm. right a little bit of de la hoya news with his buddy dana white yeah and then of course ryan garcia finally Finally, yeah. It, it looks like his uh, return is going to be pretty soon. Yep, yep. We got uh, some of your favorite guys, the guys uh, overseas, uh, Amir Khan, mm-hmm. some Cal Brook news, right? Yeah, a couple guys with some glass chins. Yeah. <laughs> Till you step in the squared circle, Rick. And then you got my, you got my guy, Keith One-Time Thurman, uh-huh. finally back in the news. Looks like they, you know, talking mm-hmm. about a fight. With Tank Davis, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. I love that, by the way. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Um, thinking about, by the way, when we talk about some of the... Um, so, uh, Spence Jr. Uh, dropping out. Urdenas Ugas is stepping in. And now, Ugas is already, by the way, technically a champion, right? Yeah. If you believe the WBA, mm-hmm. I think he's the regular champion. Yeah. Right? And remember, just, just so everybody... Level set for everybody... The WBA will say you were a regular champion if you only have a championship in their sanctioning body, in their organization. But if you are recognized as a champion, let's just say in the IBF or WBA or WBO, then they consider you to be a super champion. And then they have a gold champion, which is considered to be like an interim, which can also be given to anybody they wish. Okay. As long as you weigh 147, they can get they can give yeah. you a championship in that division, right? <laughs> so here's the thing, Rick. Just thinking about it, some of the fighters that have stepped in, not only you know, and I'm talking about like this, stepped in as a replacement. So mm-hmm. um, what comes to mind is Andy Ruiz, yeah, right. 
that one comes to mind because uh, obviously he stepped in. I'm not talking somebody that was, you know, a surprise win. I'm talking somebody who stepped in as a late replacement. I'll throw a few more out there, Rick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Bird was a late replacement yeah. for Razor Ruddick, and he beat Vitali Klitschko, right? Uh-huh. Uh, going a little old school. I was at the a little old school. Pepina Cuevas. He was a late sub for Jose Napoles, and Cuevas absolutely destroyed yeah. Angel Espada to win the WBA welterweight title. Um, of course, he didn't win, but Rocky technically was a late sub, late sub. for Apollo Creed yeah. when he took that first fight. Again, didn't win the championship, yeah. but... Well, he, Mick, Mick didn't care what those judges thought. That's yeah, what I'm saying, right? Sometimes you can achieve more in defeat than you ever yeah. could have in victory, and I think that was an example yeah. of such a scenario, Rick. But you have an interesting tidbit because Pacquiao... Uh-huh. Was kind of one of those love uh, late replacements, right? So you know, fighting on the um, Oscar De La Hoya Javier Castillejo uh, undercard, um, South African. Um, I'm going to butcher the, the first name, but it's Let Lelohanolo. Okay, Led Waba. Yes, and um, he at the time he was the IBF Junior Featherweight Champion. Um, he was supposed to fight Enrique Sanchez. Uh, Sanchez was injured two weeks before the before the bout. Yeah, and so matchmaker. Uh, Samson Lekowitz decided, you know, let's throw Pacquiao in there, uh, see what he can do. And, um, you know, he was able to knock out um, Ledwaba in the uh, eighth. There you go. And it was it was his first his first fight in the U.S., first yep. fight on HBO. Yep. yep. And, you know, it was, you know, his career took off from there. Yeah, there you go, right? Um, so, so you never know is what I'm saying mm-hmm. and what we're saying, right? I mean, he did it himself, so I'm sure that at this point, Manny Pacquiao, the consummate professional, right, is not going to be, you know, coming into the fight um, overly confident. Yeah. Um, at the same time, and we'll talk about that in a couple weeks leading up to it, tail of the tape, the whole thing, predictions. Um, you know, Lugas is a 35-year-old. He's a veteran himself, yeah. Cuban fighter, slick, gave Sean Porter all he can handle. Split decision, Rick. A judge even gave him the fight. Yeah, and you know, I you know, I'm gonna go ahead and release this, but uh, yeah, you know, leading into this uh, Spence fight, I don't know if I was gonna pull the trigger on it. Yeah, but I may have been tempted to take Pacquiao in that fight. No kidding. From as, everything as I the, was hearing, as the, was as the lock of the week. Seeing no, not as the okay. lock of the week, but taking mm-hmm. it as you know, Pacquiao winning, you know, uh, probably yeah. by decision. Yeah. But um, you know, the longer that Pacquiao, you know. It's going to keep getting older. Yeah. You know, it's going to keep going the other way. Yeah. And, again, don't ask me what my opinion is of yeah. how Pacquiao <laughs> continues to stay in incredible physical shape, Rick, uh-huh. at that. All right. Last thing, Rick. Round 11. We always cover a fight yeah. that resonates with us as boxing historians and real fight fans. That's what we are, by the way, folks. Real fight fans talking real boxing. Visit us at PacificCoastBoxing.com. I'll have this particular latest podcast uploaded Sign up, subscribe. Round 11, Rick, for me, there can only be one. Actually, there's several, yeah. but this one, okay? And simply because I was never a big fan of him, yeah. so I really enjoyed watching him get beat, and that was Evander Holyfield beating Mike Tyson, Rick, in round 11 of their first fight back in 1996 on November the 9th. Yeah, and this is just one of those fights where, you know, Holyfield was a, a bad matchup. Yep. especially for uh, Mike Tyson and yeah. you know they could fight 10 times. Yeah. And and Holyfield would win, you know, 9 out of the 10, maybe 10 out of the 10. Yeah. And probably when you say he was a bad matchup, I think what was a bad matchup is that Holyfield just can take a punch. Yeah. 
right? Mm -hmm. He wasn't one of these guys that was going to get throttled with that opening, you know, three minutes of hell, yeah. right? That Mike Tyson normally would have most most guys out. He, and, he needed a uh, Frank Bruno, uh, you know, right. Bruce Selden, uh, uh, Francis Botha. That's right. You know, that's exactly right. And so that's right. And so although Botha, Botha, I thought fought really good against something. He was the <laughs> Buffalo, wasn't he? <laughs> he still got knocked out in the fifth. Yeah, he did. But yeah. I, I thought he was doing pretty well in that fight. Yeah. But this fight in particular, once Holyfield weathered the storm, right? Mm -hmm. And you could see that he was landing on Tyson. Tyson was done. Yeah. He was done, man. I love this fight. I got to tell you, watched it at home. I still remember my Tio Velardo was there, his wife. Um, for some reason, my Tio Velardo wasn't somebody who came to all the fights, but he yeah. came to watch that one. That one. Yeah, don't ask me why, as I remember, because he was watching it. He was really interested in that fight. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, and then, of course, after that, the, the, about a, a year after that is when he fought Tyson, and then that was the whole uh, biting incident. Biting of the year, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that was, but that was in 1997. But that particular fight, Wow. Yeah. I mean, I was I, I couldn't tell you how excited I was after that fight, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I love watching uh, people get humbled, yeah. uh, especially like that. All right, Rick, uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back, talk about some of the fights that happened over this last weekend, get the news covered, talk about the fights coming up, a lot of good fights. We'll be right back, Pacific Ghost Boxing. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. I'll tell you, Rick, one thing I didn't mo mention, I'm uh, back from uh, south of the border. I took the kids, went down to uh, went down to Rosarito, okay. Baja, California. I had not been there, Rick, and uh, it's been years. I'm one of these people that kind of stayed away just mm -hmm. because of all the controversy going on down there and stuff. But I got to tell you, man, really nice. Got an Airbnb place just south of Rosarito. I mean, just south like... A hundred yards. Yeah. Right on the beach. Beautiful place. Nothing had changed. Oh, no, that's good. Yeah. yeah and, and no issues down there? Everything's no issues. Good. No yeah. issues. Went to eat. We go to this place called Carnitas Michoacan, where mm -hmm. you basically order, uh, you know, one kilo, or you order like an order of carnitas. Yeah. And they bring you all the trimmings, you know, the beans, the rice, yeah. the guacamole, the carrots, everything. And you just make your own tacos right there in front of your table. No, that sounds good. Oh, that place has been there since, I mean, my dad used to take us yeah. when I was... Five, six years old. Oh, wow. That's how long it's been there. Yeah, they, they opened that up in 1951, so mm -hmm. when we were there. But anyways, it was a cool place. Definitely recommend it. Um, still a line. It was about an hour on the border coming back. Okay. And yes, you're still going to get hit up by everybody and anybody. Trying to sell you the statues, the uh -huh. the, the Dodger blankets, the, the everything else. Man. No, no boxing gloves. You know, you no, gloves no. You know out. what? I asked because they have like this big, uh, you know, market there. Uh, it's called the artisan market. Uh -huh. You know, uh, Mercado de Artisanos. Probably butchering that, but in Rosarito, and they have all kinds of. They have really cool pictures, yeah. right? They got pictures of you know, uh, what Al Capone, Scarface, okay. and all the different gangsters and stuff. But no, no boxers, man. No boxers. Yeah. I said, yeah, I'd be, you know, I keep getting asked, but he hasn't picked any up. So. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that was interesting, Rick. I'll tell you one more interesting thing, Rick, before we get to the fights that took place this weekend. Mm -hmm. um, read an article, uh, Tim Bradley, right? Okay. Desert Storm, who I have a lot of respect for as a fighter, right? Yeah. Gave us a lot of good fights against the, you know, the Russian, Prokhodnik, uh, oh gosh, the Russian, the Prokhodnikov, what's his uh -huh. name? Anyways, so so Bradley writes an article about what are the fights that he'd like to see 
um, for the rest of the year. Yeah. Okay. And there were some pretty good ones. O- overall, mm-hmm. I agreed, you know, uh, on the fights. But one of them in particular, he says he'd like to see Andre Ward come out of retirement uh-huh. to fight Canelo, Rick. Yeah, no, I, I, I think, uh, you know, of course, you know, he, uh, not to spoil it, you know, yep. he took uh, Andre Ward. Yeah, what fight. a shocker. Yeah. <laughs> what a shocker, right? So, and easily beating Canelo, by the way. So, yeah. You know? And, and Ward, you know, also hasn't fought in, you know, what, four right. years? You know, yeah. probably going to get into the Hall of Fame probably in a year. That's right. how long he's been out. And, you know, he obviously left the sport. Yeah. You know, because physically, mm-hmm. you know, and mentally he couldn't do it anymore. Right. Right now, all of a sudden, yeah, you know, he's going to beat the, yeah. the best boxer right now. And even the fights where he beat um, Kovalev, mm-hmm. right? I thought he beat him, but yeah. they weren't, you know, complete, right? No um, domination, right? No. Some of them were even controversial, mm-hmm. and we saw what Canelo did to Kovalev. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it just reminded me of um, I was watching Running Man the other day. Remember at the end in Running Man. When uh, no, you know nobody could kill uh, Schwarzenegger, uh-huh. so Richard Dawson. So they started getting all those guys <laughs> out of retirement. You know Jesse the Body Ventura. Yeah, they had to get him out. You know, and then the uh, I should know their names, but the uh, the black dude that does the flames. You know, uh-huh. that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, of Tim Bradley getting. You know, it's going to take Andre Ward to get out of retirement. It's just one of those you know? like you you look at uh, Andre Ward and you know he's a Hall of Famer, but. How many Hall of Famers did he beat? You know, Kovalev yeah. is probably yeah the 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 top guy he's beaten. In yeah, in his defense though, and I liked Andre Ward by yeah. the way. He was one of my favorite fighters when he was active. Mm-hmm. In his defense, there wasn't a lot of guys at the one sixty eight hundred and seventy five mm-hmm. pound, which is really where he made his money, right? Yeah, and he was the pound for pound top guy. I even had him as the top guy uh, pound for pound. Yeah. So I don't I don't necessarily blame him. I know what you're saying, but I don't think there was a lot yeah. of guys in that weight division. He beat everybody who was in front of him. And Kovala was considered the best. Yeah. Right? I still felt like uh, who's who's the English boxer? Kalzagi? Uh, Kalzagi. Yeah. You know, that, that would have been a fight that yeah. um, both undefeated. Yeah. You know, one of them, you know, would have lost. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't happen. Yeah. It didn't happen. So, anyways, um, forget to mention that in the intro, that yeah. article about the fights he'd like to see. It's like mm-hmm. the article to me was okay. These are the fights of the guys that are here today. Who would we like to see? Mad? Not not a fantasy yeah, not matchup. A fantasy matchup yeah. You know, I mean, what the heck? Okay, I want to see you know um, Roberto Duran mm-hmm. right <laughs> against uh, Teofimo Lopez. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's a, to me. That's the same kind of comparison uh-huh. that what he just did pulling Andre Ward. Yeah. Same thing. You know, let's see Sugar Ray Leonard, you know, <laughs> and Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. All right, Rick, let's get on to uh, there was fights that took place over the weekend. Yeah. So um, we'll start with um, Mickey Conlon. Uh, yeah. Unanimous decision over uh, TJ uh, Doheny. Yeah. Um, that was the uh, lock of the week. Yep. Um, it was pretty bi- pretty much um, a lopsided victory. Yeah. Um, I thought it was going to be a better fight, yeah. to be honest with you. And that was only based on the fight that T.J. Doheny gave our guy, Danny Roman. Uh-huh. And um, and so I have to give Conlon credit. So after this, this was a step-up fight for Conlon. Yeah. Now they really got to step him up. Now you got to talk about either a championship fight or, you know, somebody right there. Yeah. Without no, a doubt. Yeah, definitely. Um, the other fight, uh, it was on uh, DAZN, was uh, Kid uh, Galahad. Um, yeah, TKO victory in the 11th over uh, Jazza Dinkins. Yeah, uh, probably you know 
he beat Dinkins pretty badly. Um, yeah. If you saw pictures of his face, yep. it, it, it was pretty uh, yeah. brutal. You know, yeah. looked like broken nose, one eye completely shut, the other one, you know, seventy five percent shut. Yeah, um, probably could have stopped it probably sooner. Yeah, more than likely. Um, yeah. I'll tell you though, the good thing about that fight, okay, that yeah. was in the IBF. Yeah. Okay, and. The IBF, as the IBF does, every organization has their thing, right? Yeah. The IBF, Kid Galahad, is ranked number one. Number mm. two, there is nobody number two, Rick. Okay. <laughs> yeah, nobody's number two. And then you skip number three is James Dickens. So technically, they did it right. Yeah. This is the the division, however, that Josh Warrington was the champion, by the mm-hmm. way. But he got beat by Mauricio Lara, who and Lara is now ranked number four. Go figure. Yeah. Okay. Remember, this is the one where I wanted Emmanuel Navarrete and Josh Warrington mm-hmm. to fight as well. We talked last week about the whole zoo can. Anyways, I like that Kid Galahad won. Yeah. Okay. He's all fired up because he's beaten Lee Wood, mm-hmm. who, of course, just beat Zoo Can. Yeah. Right. So I love it. He signed with Matchroom. Yeah. Which yeah. means Extension. that, yeah. yeah, which means that they're, they, you know, Eddie Hearns is going to put him in some in some very marketable and competitive fights. Yeah. So and they were even talking uh, Navaretti as as his next opponent. You I know, saw I, that. I don't know if that happens, yeah. but yeah, you you hope it happens, but yeah, you just they, be don't expect it. Yeah, no, and I wouldn't do that. By the way, maybe yeah. maybe maybe the fight after the first one, but mm-hmm. if not, hey, let's do it. Yeah, would love to see it. Leo Santa Cruz is still listed, by the way, as a champion in the WBA, uh. which I, which I think this is where he should be fighting. Yeah, no, yeah, it was okay. Too- so there's still a lot of good fights there mm-hmm. at 126. Yeah, the featherweight division, the division that Alexis Arguello dominated. By the way, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've mentioned that. No, before. yeah, I think I think a couple of times. A couple of times. Okay. Yeah. Um, the other fight, um, and I think this was on Fox. Uh, Gabriel Mastry. Yes. Um, unanimous decision over uh, Michael Fox. Yes. Um, and and you watched this one. Yeah, very controversial, yeah. right? I mean, controversial from the very beginning in that this was for the WBA interim welterweight championship, yeah. Rick. That's what I mean by <laughs> controversial, okay? Yeah. Like how in the heck could a guy be 4-0 and and be fighting for the WBA uh, welterweight interim championship, mm-hmm. which, which the WBA of all the divisions just really pisses me off, right? Um, Gabriel Maestri was ranked number four, and Michael Fox was ranked number 12. Clearly, Maestre was the money guy. Yeah. Um, yes, the scorecards were all over the place. I thought Michael Fox outboxed him. I thought he did enough to win. Certainly mm-hmm. not to deserve a 117-111. It's, it's, um, fortunately, right, for the most part, these guys are kind of like, they're not like, they're not like name fighters, right? Yeah. They're not Terrence Crawford, Manny Pacquiao. If this was that level of fight, okay, then it would have blown up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's not. So everybody just kind of, you know, brushes it under the rug and you move on. Yes, Michael Fox more than likely got robbed, Rick. Okay. Unfortunately, it wasn't for a lot at stake. And this is what's wrong with boxing and nothing's going to happen from it. So Mm -hmm. it is what it is. Yeah. Um, And I guess we'll get into the the boxing news. And, you know, a lot of times when you're not the the A side of this fight, you know, you're a few rounds down, you know, before you right, start. Right, right when you start. And yeah. it, it doesn't make it right. But, you know, like we've talked about before, it's the only sport really where that happens. Uh-huh. It's the only sport where there is an advantage competitively, right, to being, to being on the A side because of all of the financial dependencies mm-hmm. that are on that fighter, Rick. Yeah. Right? Because who's going to pay to watch Michael Fox and everything else? And so it's unfortunate. 
Yeah. But that's that's just the way it is. And if there's a close round, guess what? You're going to give it to the A side. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. Now, is that communicated to the judges, to the referee? Probably not yeah. directly, but I think it's one of those things that, like Jesse, the body Ventura used to say, it was implied, McMahon. <laughs> that's what I think, right? Yeah. It's kind of implied that you're supposed to judge for the favorite when there is a round that is on the fence. Yeah. Doesn't make it right, Rick. I'm just saying that's the reality. No, yeah. And, and that's basically how it, uh, you know, a lot of it has to do with, the, you know, these judges. Um, I didn't realize, and I heard this recently. Yeah. That the judges get put up by, you know, say PBC is hosting this card. Yeah. You know, hotel, everything oh, yeah. is comped by the promoter. Oh, yeah. You know, so, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, you're going to take care of your promoter if you're going right. to, you know, if you want to do it again. It's No, that's absolutely right. It's one of the only sports, again, right, where that's the case. Yeah. And then you've got each sanctioning body that answers to nobody but themselves. Yeah. Think about Think about it this way. Think about if the Dodgers, right, are playing whatever, the you know, the Angels, like mm-hmm. they did over the weekend, right? And because it's at Dodger Stadium, the Dodgers get to choose the umpires, yeah. right, and put them up in hotels. <laughs> Wine and dine them. Wine and yeah. dine yeah. them. Pay their per diem. Everything, yeah. right? So, yeah. So now you've got a close call where you got 53,000 mm-hmm. Angelinos. Who are they going to give the call to? Yeah. Right? So, and we and trust me, they need it, especially when Jansen's in the game. Yeah. No, you need you need that uh, three or four run cushion. At T- the end. Yeah, tell you what though, man, that uh, the new guy, the guy that plays second, the guy they got uh, along with Max Scherzer, what's his Trey name? Trey Turner. Man, that guy's the real deal. He's, he scored from uh, to a single from short. Yeah, from first. Yeah, yeah, that guy <laughs> is the real deal. I tell you what. All right, folks, we're gonna take a quick break. We got boxing news, Rick. Yeah. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll cover the boxing news. We'll be right back. It goes boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado are back. Yeah, that's one thing down there driving through TJ. I kept seeing yeah. the uh, Los Toros de Tijuana. Okay. Yeah, you know who manages that team? No. Omar Vizquel. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Omar Vizquel, I always liked it, right? Because that guy, you know, he was an okay hitter, mm-hmm. but defensively, just an absolute, um, j- just a genius. Probably the best defensive player yeah. that, that I have pr- probably personally ever seen, mm-hmm. right? And I loved it when they used to they used to say about Omar Vizquel that he should get into politics afterwards yeah. as the Minister of Defense. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I saw his picture. I'm driving back there for the border. There's a big billboard. Is uh-huh. Omar Vizquel? Oh wow. Yep. Good glove he had. See, it seems weird that he wouldn't have a job in Major League Baseball. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I think he he coached for a bit. Okay. But yeah, but he's he's the head guy there. Yeah. See if he if he works his way up, you know. Okay. I'll have to look into that. Maybe he's part owner of of, of that. It could be. Yeah. It could be, man. The Toros de Tijuana. Yeah. You know? Uh, so, yeah, we'll get into the news. Um, you know, big news that broke today was um, the Spence Pacquiao fight um, yeah. has been um, canceled. Um, Ugas will step in. His fight also got canceled. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to fight Fabian Maidana, yeah. who's also the younger brother of uh, Marcos, Marcos Maidana. Interesting. So, um, but both. Maidana and Spence both with um, um, scratches or tears yeah. in their in their retina. Yeah. So um, surgery. Did it say where it came from, Rick? Was it from sparring? Uh, you I would, would, I would you would assume it would have to be right? sparring. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
you know, they got to figure out something, you know, yeah. if everybody's coming down with this. But, um, yeah. you know, at least, you know, we're still going to get a Manny Pacquiao fight. Yeah. You know, Ugas is the WBA, you know, regular welterweight champion. Right. Um, so, you know, he's not going to get in there with, uh, you know, what would have been a complete joke is if they would have uh, upped um, Victor Ortiz or Robert Guerrero yeah. to fight Pacquiao. Yeah. You know, that would have been a complete joke. I agree. That's why I'm not completely disappointed yeah. with who they have fighting him, right? It's mm-hmm. somebody like we talked about in the intro who gave Sean Porter a tough fight, yeah. right? He's a slick Cuban fighter. He's a little older, probably older than even what his boxing rec profile yeah. says he it's is. He's got him at 35. He's probably, right. probably close to 42. Right, plus or minus, yeah, 10% you know, margin of error either way. So I, I, don't, I don't mind that fight like you said, Rick. Yeah, because yeah. they could have thrown in a bunch of, yeah. <laughs> Guys that are just washed up that we know have no shot, uh-huh. but they're also not going to put somebody that is, um, you know, is too much of a poses too much of a risk for a Pacquiao. Yeah. Not to mention, who are you going to throw in there, right? Yeah. That's going to step in there. Like, you know, I, we were texting today. I would have loved to see Mikey Garcia, uh-huh. but it doesn't work that way. Gear, you know, but, they had him ready. Yeah, with, with eleven with days. Ugas. Yeah, eleven days is kind of rough. To, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's too yeah. it's too short notice. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It's way too short notice. So so they. They have a plan in these kind of big events, mm-hmm. right, as to who they have just in case. And so, um, yeah, got a couple weeks left. That's all they can do, given that time. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good opponent. We talked earlier about, you know, last name uh, uh, replacements, including Manny Pacquiao, who won his first championship here in the United States yeah. in the same position. Um, you know, we're not talking about Manny Pacquiao, the young spring chicken. So who knows? And actually, could could end up being a better fight than Spence Pacquiao. Yeah, agreed. You know, that's that's one of those things where agreed. You know, you've got the the eight. There's not a big as age difference. There's not as big a height difference. Right. And um, you know, we'll we'll kind of see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's still right. It's still unfortunate because mm-hmm. the closer that fight got, the more intriguing it was becoming. Mm-hmm. Right. I think initially. And they were showing, by the way, um, they were showing a lot of all the Pacquiao fights. Yeah. On uh, I don't know if it was ESPN or whatever. They were showing a lot of them. I don't know if you saw that. And I was watching the uh, I watched the De La Hoya Pacquiao fight. Uh-huh. What a mess that fight was. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah, De La Hoya completely drained. For some reason, went down to one forty two for that. Fight. Right. I mean, he literally looked like the smaller fighter. Yeah. How is that possible when the De La Hoya is all of like five ten and Pacquiao uh-huh. was what five six, maybe five seven? And De La Hoya looked like the smaller fighter. Yeah. And Freddie Roach kept saying, going into that fight, right, that De La Hoya, he doesn't get off as yeah. quickly as he used to, right? Yeah. And he trained De La Hoya, member for a fight or two. Mm-hmm. And so he knew, right? And he was absolutely spot on with his assessment. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, I'm watching that fight, and I'm feeling bad. I mean, De La Hoya's doing nothing. <laughs> He's doing absolutely nothing, yeah. man. And, yeah, it was, it was smart for not coming out. You yeah, know, he, was, was, he was. But so so going back to this fight, you know, that's the thing, right? You look at this fight and you never know. These are both older guys. And Ugas has m- more to m- more to earn, yeah. right? What has he got to lose? Yeah, nothing. So I yeah. I'm it's still a good fight, still an intriguing fight. Mm-hmm. Not a super fight, Rick, no. but still a very any Okay, let's put it let, let's be honest. Any fight that Pacquiao's in, yeah. right? Is going to be intriguing simply because of his age and what he does to stay in that condition. Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. You know, and definitely no, you know, no, no word yet on if they're going to lower the price of that uh, pay per view. 
You yeah, know, I, think I it was that. think it was sitting at like uh, seventy nine bucks right now. No kidding. You know, so uh, here's hoping it gets pushed down to about fifty fifty five. Yeah, don't hold your breath. On yeah, that. <laughs> doubt that. Um, also, we've got uh, you know Canelo. Uh, they're reopening uh, negotiations with Plant. Yeah. Um, now they're they're off that September eighteenth date, and um, they're looking at towards November. Uh, Plant had some inter- interesting comments about you know. Mexican Independence Day, you know, yeah. September 15-ish, you yeah. know, around there. Yeah. has always been Canelo's dates. Yeah. And he blames everybody else for not making those fights. Yeah. But he said this is the third year in a row. Yeah. That on his date, he has not fought. Yeah. Interesting. You know. On, Interesting. Yeah. You know, Mexican Independence Day. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. It's a very valid point. Um, I That's the fight to make, by the way, right? Yeah. You know, forget about Bivol and, you know, him moving up to light heavyweight. That's just posturing. The only fight to make, the only fight that anybody wants to see Canelo next in is Caleb Plant. Yeah. And that's simply to unify the 168-pound weight division, right? Mm-hmm. That's the only fight. Forget about any of the rest. Yeah. And, you know, I think some of the uh, negotiations, I think uh, PBC wants a two-fight deal. You know, Canelo yeah. is a little you know, hesitant to make that. And then they had that whole deal we talked about last week where, you know, if uh, for whatever reason Plant wasn't able to fight... He was still going to make the same amount of money, right? Right. You know, fighting. Yeah. You know, some random opponent. Yeah. They probably wouldn't put an Ugas type opponent at that point. Yeah. No. You know. Um. Josh Taylor. Yeah. Um. He's supposed to fight. Uh, and Jack Rick, Catterall. By, by the way, just oh. stepping back one one thing on that, I still I still actually would like to see Canelo take that two fight deal. Only because we may see mm-hmm. the Charlo or David Benavides as an opponent. Yeah, and I right? think that's what they wanted. I think uh, Canelo was more leaning towards the yeah. uh, Charlo versus uh, right. versus the Benavides right. uh, opponent. It just it probably makes more money. Yeah. and less risk. But I think, but I th- yeah, I agree. But I think yeah. that with Canelo doesn't want to be pigeonholed, right? Yeah, I think at this point he understands that he calls the shots, mm-hmm. and once he signs for what really turns out to be a three fight deal, yeah. if you include the fight with Caleb Plant and then two more. Well, for him, two fights is pretty much a whole year. Yeah. Even though he was really busy this mm-hmm. year, two fights basically means his schedule is set until 2023. Yeah. And I think that Canelo would like to leave that open if he wants to fight a Bivol or go into a different direction. Yeah. That's probably why he doesn't want to do that. Yeah. But go ahead, Rick. Josh Taylor. Uh, Josh Taylor, uh, Jack Catterall. Yeah. Uh, December 18th. Yeah. Uh, it'll be in England. Um it's your guys and, right there. Yeah, and you know, and supposedly, you yeah. know, um, if he gets past this one and yeah. Crawford gets by, uh, yeah. his fight, there's uh, Josh Taylor, Terrence Crawford for early 2022. Yeah, that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. By the way, yeah, <laughs> Me- means it would mean nothing, even though Tim Bradley and Andre Ward will uh-huh. do everything they can and ESPN to convince you that if Crawford beats Taylor, he is without a doubt not only the pound for pound uh-huh. best fighter today, but maybe one of the greatest ever. Ever, yeah. Even though he still has fought nobody. <laughs> nobody, yeah. But okay. <laughs> yeah, now he's going to fight a guy at 140 pounds. Uh-huh. Give me a break. And then uh, uh, Anthony Joshua, uh, there, his, his fight against Usyk gets sold out in uh, 24 hours, uh, over 60,000 tickets. Yeah. Um, so, you know, great fan base for him. Um, you know, that would be a really live crowd for that one. I would love to be there, man. I know yeah. man, those are difficult for us to make, but uh-huh. those are real boxing fans across the pond, yeah. man. Those are real boxing fans. Um, UK, British, the Englishmen, call it. You know, those, I, th- that's, that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. 
that's when you, you know, anybody wants to question, you know, is boxing alive? 60,000. Yeah. Now it is a heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I think even the lower weight divisions, you know, depending on who it is, could draw that as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, it makes you think too, you know, if they, if they ever put, uh, a Tyson Fury, yeah. Anthony Joshua fight. Oh yeah, in the UK. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous numbers. It would, oh, forget it, would... it. Yeah, forget it. Um, here's our favorite, uh, Dana White. Yeah. Um, it's reported that he's praying for a vicious <laughs> knockout of Oscar De La Hoya <laughs> from Vitor Belfort. Yeah. Well, he could have watched the ESPN uh-huh. and he could have seen that uh, that De La Hoya was getting beat and he was on his way. Yeah, yeah. by by Manny Pacquiao. So. Yeah, there's so much animosity between those uh-huh. two guys. Of course, a lot of that started when De La Hoya was putting down the uh, Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather fight. Yeah. Remember that? Calling it a joke and whatnot. And then Dana White fired back at some of the fights that De La Hoya was putting on with Canelo mm-hmm. against no-name opon- opponents. Yeah. What was the name that he called De La Hoya? What was the nickname uh, again? De La Crackhead yeah. or De La, De yeah, La Cokehead. Something like that, huh? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, those two guys, you know, do not like one another. I think that's great. Yeah. I think it's good for the sport. Um, Ryan Garcia, um, he's posted on Instagram. He he plans on coming back in October. Yeah. It'll be in Los Angeles, and uh, Jojo Diaz is the favorite to land that fight. I love it. We call that fight, Rick, by the way. I read, I listened to other shows, just whatever, and no one had Ryan Garcia and Jojo Diaz Mm -hmm. fighting each other other than us, Rick. Yeah. So this is the podcast that has the real fight news for real five fans. I like it. Yeah. A lot of respect for Jojo Diaz. You talk about being undersized, but here's the thing, right? If he can be resilient enough to withstand, kind of like we were talking about with Holyfield and Tyson, right, Um, and just kind of make it a phone booth fight, make it dirty in the corner, Uh you never know. And get it into those late rounds. You know, right. Garcia hasn't been into those late rounds. Everyone says that that's yeah. the key is getting, yep. him, getting him past those first few rounds. Yep. And um, seeing what he has left at the end. Yeah, he hasn't been in a real war, right? No. I mean, the Luke Campbell was a good fight because mm-hmm. he got knocked down, but it wasn't as if Luke Campbell was really having his way with him. Punishing him. You know, right. Yeah, no. It no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was just, it was a good knockdown. Mm-hmm. He came back up. He, you know, he ended up beating him, but... Yeah, I mean, and especially what we've seen from Jojo Diaz against uh, Fortuna. Um, so I'm all for it. Yeah. Love no, to see it. Forward to that one. And if nothing else, if that fight doesn't take place in Southern California, Rick, at the Staples Center or something like that, then we're just not going to any more fights. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, it's got to happen. Um, Amir Khan, Kel Brook. Yeah. You know, the uh, this fight looks like it's finally going to start, going to take place. Um Amir Khan has started training with Terrence Crawford on how to yeah. find out how to beat uh, Kell Brook. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said before, it, it'll you just kind of hit him in the chin. Well, yeah, and I'll tell you the other advice. The <laughs> other advice that uh, Crawford is going to give Amir Khan is fight him when he's past his prime. Yeah. Right? Like, you're already <laughs> doing the right thing. You saw what I did, right? Mm-hmm. Earl Spence, on the other hand, went over and beat Kell Brook, right, in his backyard yeah. to win the championship. Crawford fights him like 10 years later when Brooke can barely move. And all the credit in the world, right? Right, yeah. right. And all the credit for being a great champion. Yeah. It's like, you know, 10 years past his prime. So that's advice number one mm-hmm. that Crawford says, okay, check. You're fighting him even after I did. So that's a good thing. Yeah. He's even slower. All right. As far as the fight itself, let's get it on, man. Yeah. This fight, if it's been a grudge match, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, this is, you know, Nature Boy against Hulk Hogan, yeah. right? 
that that's kind of how it is, right? They fought a lot of times too, and yeah, it's time. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. You know, I'd look forward to this one. You know, it probably won't go past the fifth. Somebody will be knocked out by then. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I honestly do think Amir yeah. Khan has more tools. You yeah. know, he like yeah, he had a good fight against Canelo until he got hit. I think so too. You no, know? and that's that, see. Here's the thing, Rick. Is this has all the makings. Ten years ago, yeah. it would have been a great fight. Mm-hmm. It's still they're almost, by the way, at that point where is this an exhibition? Yeah. Or is this a real fight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. No, it's a real fight because they're technically both active. It would have been a great fight. It's still going to be a very intriguing fight yeah. because of who they are. And um they both were in incredible shape for their last fights. Yeah, I give Khan the edge as well. Yeah. But I don't count out the heart of Cal Brook yeah. either. So this will be a good fight. No, yeah, uh, you know, see how many hoping. people this one gets. Yeah, I, I think yeah, you put it in England. You know, I think it'll sell out. I mean, it's not maybe not sixty thousand, yeah. but um, you know, you might be able to get twenty five to thirty. Easy. Yeah. Easy, man. Um, also, this week a lot of uh, going back and forth. Javante Davis, yeah. uh, Keith Thurman, um, Leonard Ellerby's been you know yeah putting his two cents mm-hmm. in, and he he believes that. Uh, Javante Davis would knock out Keith Thurman. Yeah. Keith one-time Thurman. Keith one-time, yeah. Okay, let's get his name right at well, least. I know he's not one of your favorites. Fights one time every five years. Well, Rick, yeah. <laughs> he had, other than if he wouldn't have gone down in the first round against Manny Pacquiao, yeah. he wins that fight. And mm. then, of course, you got Pacquiao being the A-side, and he gets all of the close rounds. <laughs> but I, I, I'm serious, right? I love Keith one-time Thurman. I, lo- I do. Just li- you yeah. know, listen to his story and how he got into boxing and left high school. He's very focused. Anyways, I think that would be a great matchup yeah. because anybody that Davis fights, he's pretty much going to be undersized yeah. from a height perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean anything because he has all you know. He's got dynamite, right? Yeah. Here's the thing, right? So he's moving up technically to 147. Um, Thurman is slick. Thurman can box. He's he's really more of a boxer. Yeah. Boxer slash, you know, 75% boxer, 25% puncher. I could be a great fight. Yeah. No, I. I hope it gets made. I don't think, and I think it ends up not get, getting made just because it is a risky fight for Davis. You know, uh, Keith Thurman, he can take a punch, as you know, all kidding aside. Yeah. You know, he, he fought Pacquiao. He was yeah. able to take those punches. Um, who was the uh, the Mexican guy he fought that uh, hit him a couple good times? Yeah, that, om- he, that almost had him down. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. he can take a punch, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, these are guys that are a little bit bigger than Javante Davis right now. Yeah, that's why. Uh, that's yeah. why I think it'll be a good fight. Um, there are they both uh, both PBC fighters. Yes. Yeah. Well, then there you go. Yeah. Right. So the question is right, and then but again, but Davis is also uh, uh, managed by uh, Mayweather. by Mayweather, right? So that that if the fight's not going to take place, it's going to be because of that, yeah. right? Is do they feel it poses too much of a risk, mm-hmm. right? I think if I'm Keith Thurman. He has to take this fight if they offer it to yeah, him. If be- they offer it to him, yeah. Because he's almost going to be uh, non-relevant, mm-hmm. right? After he lost to Pacquiao, this puts him back into relevant. Yeah. It really does. And remember, Rick, I know, you know, we cut somewhat joke. I love the guy. This is a guy who beat Sean Porter. Yeah. This is a guy who beat Danny Garcia in their prime. Yeah. That's Keith one-time Thurman. Who else has beat both of those guys, right? Mm-hmm. Not many. No. And so he's a legitimate welterweight. He loses once, and all of a sudden he's out of the picture. Yeah. The other thing they're talking about with Keith Thurman is about moving up to fight the 154 Charlo. I would, I would like to see that one as well. Yeah, see, but that, yeah. one, that one, 
he's not big enough to fight mm-hmm. him at 154. Yeah. You know, Josecito Lopez. Josecito Lopez, yeah. Yeah, that was that was the guy. But remember, he was coming back. So he, I mean, here's the thing, right? Again, say what you want, but here's the starting from 2015, right? I'm talking about Keith Thurman. Mm-hmm. He beats Robert the Ghost Guerrero, all right? He knocks out Louis Colazzo, who just fought over the weekend, by the way, and uh, was, was apparently injured with a headbutt. Uh-huh. Beats Sean Porter, beats Danny Garcia, injures his shoulder, right? Has about a two-year layoff, Rick, okay, from 2017. Comes back in 2019, uh, beats Josecito Lopez. He had Josecito Lopez pretty much beat, and then Josecito Lopez landed some really good punches, yeah. surprised him, and then Manny, and then he loses to Manny Pacquiao. That's yeah. it. This is one of the best welterweights on the planet, Rick. Well, he's still been out two years, though. That's that's you know inactiv- inactivity might uh, now might he has yeah get him, you know now in, he has in, in, if he's to fight Javante uh, Davis probably needs a a tune up or you yeah know, and then you know go into a Javante Davis fight. But if there's no tune up, you know it, that this fight's even closer. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It, it'll just it'll be a heck of a fight, though. Yeah. And that's all I got for the boxing news. You Excellent. Can get the schedule. Excellent, Rick. All right, we'll come back with fights coming up this weekend, mm-hmm. stat of the week, and then we'll close it out. We'll be right back, Pacific Coast Boxing. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado back. All right, Rick, we do have a weekend Full of fights. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about. Them. So uh, we'll start with the uh, ESPN ESPN Plus card. Yeah, uh, Joshua Franco versus Andrew Maloney. Yep. Um, and this is the uh, well, I guess I don't know if we can call it the rubber match because it was a no contest that the the last time. Right with the cut. Uh-huh. For uh huh. The uh, the Professor Franco. Yeah, he had. Yeah. Uh, you know, he said there was a headbutt. They couldn't really find the headbutt. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a uh, Bob Arum was sitting there like. Pointing at the screen, looking yeah, he, for he even got out of his chair, yeah. right? Which you know, that's got to tell you something. <laughs> so, thanks a lot, Bob. Um, you know, so th- this will be a good fight. Uh, the first, the first fight was really good. Um, you know, yeah. look, looking forward to this one. The professor came out right, and he's trained mm-hmm. by Robert Garcia. Yeah, right. He came out on the first fight and fought the fight of his life. Mm-hmm. Right, executed the game plan to perfection. Clearly. Maloney made some adjustments, came back the second fight. It was cut short, like you said. Mm-hmm. And so now here we are at the rubber match. This is going to be a hell of a fight, Rick, yeah. because I think that Joshua Franco is going to be a lot. He, I think his focus is going to be right back to where it was for fight number one. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I'm looking forward to this one. I think, I think Maloney, uh, you know, he's, he's hungry now. You know, he, he lost that first time to Franco. And I, and I think this is actually going to be a better fight than the first one. I think so, too. If you wanted to know the numbers, they actually have Andrew Maloney, Maloney slightly favored mm-hmm. in this fight. And, you know, and I, I would tend to agree just yeah. because, you know, before Franco's eyes was, eye was swollen a yeah. little bit, yeah. Maloney was winning that second fight. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was. But again, again you know, who Still knows? Early. Who knows? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you know, Franco maybe wasn't as focused. And now he's the champion. Do I have to remind you what happened to... Uh, to Rocky, yeah, when he fought uh, Clubber Lane, yeah, wasn't the same. wasn't as focused <laughs> until he went for his ride on his Lambo. Mm-hmm. So, 
And then uh, we've got uh, the other Maloney fights on this uh, card. Yeah. Versus uh, Joshua Greer. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's Night Night Greer, the, the guy that brings the pillow. Oh, is that right? So that's going to be an interesting yeah. fight so then. The, that's going to be a very be a interesting fight. fight. I didn't know that. Yeah. That he was fighting him. I, I, I'm dev- this is going to be a good card. Yeah. You know, you, like, there's some fighters on here, you know, um, N- Nico Ali Wash. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Weeks, you know, there, there's going to be Arnold Barbosa. Yeah, yeah. Um, so th- this will be a good card. Yep. You know, so Saturday will be uh, jam packed. Um, also, and that fight cards from Tulsa. Yeah. Um, from L- here in uh, L.A. Dignity yep. Sports uh, mm-hmm. Health Center. Yep. Uh, we've got a Showtime card. Uh, John Casimero. Yeah. Against Guillermo uh, Rigando. Yeah. For Casimero's WBO bantamweight title and Rigando's WBA regular bantamweight title yeah this was the fight by the way that um nonito de Nero was gonna mm-hmm. fight but then jose real casa Maero, yeah. like his countryman uh manny pacquiao refuses to participate <laughs> in the vada drug testing yeah i wonder why uh-huh. and so nonito de Nero said i'm out of there yeah and so that's what this fight is about I'm not a big fan of guillermo rigando i thought he was completely exposed by um by the machine Lomachenko, of course, I'm referring to. Yeah. No, is that his nickname, the Machine? Uh, he's uh, close. Lomachenko's. I don't uh, know where I got the Machine from. Uh, well, we'll get to the Mean Machine fights. Uh, yeah, that's in a right. Different card. Maybe, maybe I was thinking about that, yeah. but I thought he was. Anyways, yeah, I, I just I'm, I'm put off by his style, by his mm-hmm. you know two punches around, but somehow wins the fight. I hope Casamayero beats him. But you know it, it'll be an interesting fight. Ne- neither of these guys I see is at the top of the bantamweight division. Yeah, no. And then um, there another title fight: uh, Antonio Russell, uh, Emmanuel Rodriguez for the WBA bantamweight title. Yes, the interim. Yes. Um, so you know there'll be a couple of good uh, good fights on that Showtime card. Uh, but this is probably the card I'm looking most forward to: the uh, DAZN from Frisco, Texas, yes. Virgil Ortiz Jr. Yep. Against. Um, the Mean Machine. Yes. Uh, Kavalaskis. Yep. So looking forward to that one. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Uh, I'll pronounce it my own way. Kavialuskas. No, How about that? Yeah, so Kavialuskas is the one who gave Terrence Crawford a pretty decent fight early, uh-huh. and then Crawford came back and knocked him out, I think, in the ninth round, if memory serves, right? Okay. So um, Crawford's trainers have nothing but positive things to say about Kavialuskas. So this is one of those... Um, this is one of those measuring sticks uh-huh. type fights, right? Where Terrence Crawford, unfortunately, who's considered to be by many, you know, in the top ten, yeah. pound for pound, knocked him out. So what can you do, Virgil mm-hmm. Ortiz? Right? It's one of those things. And if Ortiz is able to take this guy out even earlier and dominate him more, then it's another statement fight yeah. for Ortiz Jr. That that that's really what this is about. Yeah. No. And um, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and make this my lock of the week. I think Virgil Ortiz knocks him out. You know, yeah, probably about the seventh or eighth round. I don't think that's a bad pick. You know, you take a look at Virgil Ortiz Jr., right? Yeah. So from 2019, right? Knock, and these are opponents that, that other fighters are just not knocking out. Knocks yeah. out Mauricio Herrera. I want to uh-huh. say for the first time, round three. Knocks out Antonio Orozco. Mm-hmm. Knocks out Brad Solomon. Knocks out Sammy Vargas. Knocks out Maurice Hooker, Rick. Yeah. When Maurice Hooker was actually doing pretty decent in that fight. Yeah. Remember, he started having a round or two that we talked about it. He didn't expose Virgil Ortiz Jr., mm-hmm. right? He just identified some opportunities yeah. for Ortiz Jr., that's all. So now he's got Cavialuskas. Um, I think you're right. Um, 
you know what Virgil Ortiz's knockout percentage is, Rick? It's pretty easy. 100%. Yeah. 17-0. I think it stays at 100% with 18-0. It's just a matter of what round. Can't wait, right? Yeah. This was your, um, I think, what did we do last year? Well, you know, Who's the best prospect? Yeah, best prospect coming this, out. This was your guy. Yeah. I don't think you're wrong. I think after this fight, it's time, even though the WBA has him as some interim champion. Yeah. It's time that this guy gets a legitimate shot. Yeah. You know, right, right now, you know, the Walter Reed division is kind of like tied up and, you know, he's not going to, they're not going to give him Pacquiao. They're not going to give him Earl Spence. You know, his only chances at a title is probably going the Terrence Crawford route. Unfortunately, but that's fine. Yeah. That's fine, then let's do that. That's why, you know, for Terrence Crawford's perspective, forget about fighting an undersized Josh Taylor simply because he has a name. Fight this guy. Yeah. And, you know, he's it, Ortiz is ranked number one by the WBO, by the way, mm-hmm. which is the only welterweight championship that Terrence Crawford has. Should yeah. be his mandatory. Yeah. Why is Ortiz not his mandatory? Yeah, should be. Um, also on this card, we've got a um, couple title fights. We've got Roger Gutierrez and Rene Alvarado yeah. for the WBA regular junior lightweight title. Um, we've got Felix Alvarado versus uh, Eric Lopez for Alvarado's IBF junior flyweight title. Okay. So looking forward to those two. You know, uh, uh, The fight I'm really looking forward to is this, yeah. uh, pa- Pablo Cesar Cano, yep. Danielito Zaria. Yeah. And we'll find out if, uh, you know, Zaria is for real. Yeah, Cano's a tough fighter. Yeah. Again, he's the one that knocked out, albeit at 140 pounds, he knocked out uh, El Nino de Oro. Mm-hmm. I know his nickname. I don't know why his name escapes me. You know I'm talking Jose about. Linares? Yes. Jorge Linares? Yeah, Jorge Linares. He knocked him out in round one. By the way, mm-hmm. uh, going back just a little bit, um, Ortiz is favored big time, by the way. Yeah. Take it at about a minus 1,000. Okay. So he's favored big time, you know, in 90%. Yeah. So you're not... Your lock of the week. No, your lock of the week is who? That's your lock of the that's week, my right? Lock of the week, okay, yeah, yeah that, that's a good lock of the week. Um, some of the other fights, by the way, the Antonio Russell, Emmanuel Rodriguez, mm-hmm. uh, Russell slightly favored by that fight, and, and uh, Arnold Barbosa favored big time. And yeah, they don't have the Cano fight up here, but you're right. I want to see that fight as well. Yeah. Excellent measuring stick. No, yeah. Um,. And then our last card is uh, from from England on yes. the zone. Yeah, Joshua Watsi versus uh, Ricard's uh, Bolotniks. Yeah, couple yeah. light heavyweights. Um, you know, not too many uh, name fighters that you can see, but uh, you know, Match Matchroom usually puts a pretty good card out there. Yeah, they do, and that's going to be on zone, right? Yeah, yeah, quite a card, by the way. Yeah, quite a card. They got uh, Savannah Marshall, mm-hmm. so they they got some. Yeah, that's a eight fight card. So yeah. that's going to be in the morning. That that'll be interesting. I don't know where those guys are. <laughs> It'll at be a whole... busy day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. What else we got, Rick? Uh, that's pretty much it for the uh, for the schedule this week. Excellent, Rick. A lot of good fights. So finally, finally, we got a weekend again of yeah. a lot of fights from a time perspective, though, right? If I'm tuning in, I'm going to guess that the zone fight is going to be in England is going to be first, uh-huh. probably going to be early, right? Yeah, because because they're not going to go, you know, since there's another zone card. Yeah, you know that uh, Texas fight. You know, you figure Virgil Ortiz probably like seven or eight our time. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And the the fight it's on the West Coast, Casamayero. Mm-hmm. That one's going to be about it eight o'clock. At seven, yeah. And then you got the Tulsa fight. ESPN. Yeah. I think that Tulsa fight, we'll have to check it. It'll probably going to come early. on first. Yeah, like, probably going to be the 5, 6 mm-hmm. o'clock fight. So some some recording will be on hand. Yeah. The only one you can watch on, quote-unquote, regular television is Showtime. Yeah. 
the rest. At some point, Rick, everything's going to be streaming. Yeah, everything. Go figure. All right, we're going to be right back. Stat of the week, and then we'll close this out. Pacific Coast Boxing. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado. Don't forget, folks, PacificCoastBoxing.com. There's a section on the main page. You scroll down. You can subscribe. We'll send emails, let you know what we're going to be. Fights are starting to really line up. And so um, definitely would like to connect with you guys out um, out in the field, so to speak, out, in the, uh, out at the events. Um, there's also going to be some uh, merchandise. Well, actually, we'll bring merchandise um, to it. Not selling it right now. You know, yeah. right now, just really trying to get everything out there. So um, definitely look for that. Email counterpunch at pacificcoastboxing.com. Um, if you guys, anybody out there could think about another replacement fighter that came in mm-hmm. to win a championship, we named a few. Chris Bird, uh, Pepino Cuevas, Rocky Balboa, Andy Ruiz. Tell us which ones you guys got that maybe we missed. I think that would be pretty interesting. Other than that, stat of the week, Rick, everybody's favorite part. Yeah. What do we got? So with the Olympics just uh, wrapping up, yes. um, I saw a stat. Um, you know, this year uh, no American boxers won uh, a gold medal. Yeah. And uh, we're trying to reflect on who was the last Olympic uh, fighter to, to win a gold medal. Yeah, I know who it is. Yeah. I know who it is, and it's it's the same guy that Tim Bradley was wants <laughs> him to come out of damn retirement. Yeah, right to fight Canelo for for whatever reason. So yeah, it it's been since uh, two thousand four. Yeah, um, the Olympics in Athens. Yeah, and before that, it was eight years. Yeah, you know before um, someone had uh, ninety six had won. Yeah, so it. That was the uh, that was the class of that was the Mayweather. I, I think the Mayweather, the Mayweather class, class, the, class you know, right? I think uh, Fernando Vargas. Yeah, was Fernando in that Vargas, class. and uh, then the the guy that I Antonio spoke to, Tarver. the heavyweight, yeah, yeah. Antonio Tarver. So yeah. um, you know they had a pretty good class, you know, back then. But yeah, but since that '96 class, yeah, one. Yeah, one what's interesting in De La Hoya '92? No, De La Hoya wasn't in. A, yeah, was he '92? No, no couldn't I, have been '92. No, could have been '88. Yeah, '88. So here's the thing, right? Of course, other countries are always going to have the advantage, especially the Cubans, mm-hmm. right? I haven't even looked, but I would venture yeah. to say that the Cubans probably won mm-hmm. uh, gold medals because they're not allowed to turn pro, right? So yeah. so that's number one, right? They're fighting against countries where these guys essentially are de facto professionals, yeah. right? These are like 25, 30-year-old men that mm-hmm. these guys are fighting against, right? Hence why we started to send the pros to the NBA. Congratulations, by the way, to Kevin Durant and guys for, yeah. for bringing home the gold. I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> we had to. If we were still sending the college guys, we'd be getting our rear ends you know, kicked, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the other thing, though, man. There's a couple of things that change. You, you, you know, is um, in the Olympics, and it was in that documentary, which is really good, um, they no longer use headgear. Okay, yeah. and that's a game changer, Rick. Because as you're going in a tournament, forget about the actual Olympics. You get it. To, you get to the Olympics, uh-huh. and you've really made it. But in the prelims and all the qualifying tournaments, think about this: you could be totally dedicating your entire life. You get a cut, Rick, and you're yeah. out of the tournament, just like that. Okay, mm-hmm. you're also more susceptible to injury because there's no headgear. Yeah. So, so why then, if I'm a pro? And I could already start making my career as a prize fighter, establishing myself, making my way to you know maybe earning a, a nice paycheck. Yeah. Why am I going to waste? Remember, the Olympics is every four years, mm-hmm. right? 
So why, depending on where I'm at in my career and how old I am, why gonna why am I gonna waste those yeah. two to three years when it, when it could all end? Not because I was beat by a better opponent, but because I happened to get cut. Yeah, and that's it. Tournament's over. I'm out. Yeah. So that that's that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. The other part of it, Rick, is that it is not as lucrative as it used to be, right? Yeah. When Sugar Ray Leonard, right, was winning in 1976, I think it was. You can correct me or find that, but um, it meant more back yeah. then, okay, to win uh, to win the gold medal, and it was a lot more marketable. Same with Oscar De La Hoya, the, right, the golden boy. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much anymore. No. Right? These guys come out, and it's, and it's really not the same thing. No. It, uh, you know, it just, yeah, it doesn't have the, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of the last one that won a gold medal. Yeah. That was a great pro. Like it usually doesn't translate. Yeah. You know, being a good amateur. Well, and then it's being, been since 2004 yeah. since we've had a gold yeah. medal. So you'd have to say Andre Ward, like yeah. you said, right? But before him, you're right. I'm not I'm even thinking a, any other fighters, you know, if. Oh, in, in any. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, I think, did Lomachenko win the gold? You would think he did. Yeah. You would, he would, he would have had to have as then, long as he was a damn amateur for. And then I also want to specify, yeah, uh, we were speaking male because, yeah. uh, Clarissa Shields did win. Oh, that's right. Uh, a gold medal yeah. in, um, you know, 2012 and 2016. Yeah. Yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah. And it's different, of course, there because she's a female. Yeah. Right. And the female, unfortunately, boxing is not as uh, financially lucrative. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the Olympics, it is best. But yeah, it's unfortunate because it used to be a bigger deal. And that used to be, you know, really the stepping Floyd Mayweather Jr., like we said, was in that 96 class. Uh Right. It used to be a bigger deal. But now financially, it's very similar, Rick, to the college basketball when it's one and done. Yeah. Because why should they stay in college when they can already make millions of dollars? Yeah. In endorsements, in salary, of course, right? So I don't, I don't blame them. And then, like I said, the big deal is when they change that whole rule about um, the uh, the head protection. Yeah, you can get cut and you're done. So you sacrifice literally years and years yeah. and years for some BS headbutt or something that goes wrong, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden you're out, right? And then there's everything else, right? There's the judging, right? Um, Henry Tillman, who else got jobbed? Uh, Roy, uh, Roy Roy Jones, Jones Jr. Right? Yeah. I think Hollyfield even got jobbed in his right. Yeah. I mean, this is some of the worst decisions in the history of boxing, right? So again, why subject yourself to all that? Yeah. Right. I'll tell you one guy from the '84 Olympics that I remember, and he actually got into some financial trouble. Um, not financial, but legal trouble. Was uh, you remember Paul Gonzalez? Okay. Yeah, yeah. he was big guy in the um, in the '80s, mm-hmm. 1984. Yeah, and then I went. I went to go watch his debut. He fought at the Olympic Auditorium, but never quite panned out. Yeah, never a great Olympic <laughs> fighter out of East LA. He was yeah. like the predecessor, you know, the prequel to uh, Oscar De La Hoya. Mm-hmm. But uh, he got himself into some uh, into some legal issues, and we haven't heard of him since. Yeah, no, <laughs> unfortunately. Good stat of the week, yeah. Rick. Um, another week in the books. We've got a big fight of a big weekend coming up Mm -hmm. can't wait we'll talk about it next week rick yeah see you next week see you next week